Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! The Invisible Man. <laughs> Maybe that's what I am on TV. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanez. It's Nuanez now. Thanks so much for joining us. I always watch to see uh, as we come on to the TV to make sure we're on the TV. And I see our radio studio on the TV. And uh, it appears to be a current shot because the hat is turned the right way and everything. Uh, but I am not in the shot. I, I don't know if I became invisible. Let's see if I move my mic. This is hilarious. Uh, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great start uh, or end, I should say, to your week. It's Veterans Day, uh, an important day, one that I learned about my entire life because uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, was born on Armistice Day, which is the day World War One ended back in 1918. So uh, always a day I've thought about one of my great friends as well here in Missoula, Kellen. He is... Uh, it's his birthday on uh, November 11th as well. So um, a day I always think about, and uh, hopefully you're out there thinking about what it means uh, to us as an American people as well. We have a ton of stuff to get to today. It's a Friday, so that means we have a free pizza pie coming up for you here uh, in about an hour, uh, a little after 5 o'clock. We'll give you an opportunity to win a free large pizza from Front Street Pizza down there on Front Street here in uh Missoula, Montana. We also have a whole bunch of other fun stuff for you, including a four-pack of Grizz hockey tickets to tomorrow night's Grizz hockey game. Eastern Washington in town in a variety of different ways. Uh, The Eagles are here for hockey uh, tonight and tomorrow night. And they're also here for football tomorrow as well. So we'll talk some Grizz hockey and some Grizz football, both playing Eastern Washington this weekend. Aaron Best, the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles, He'll join us in about 15 minutes. It's also that time of year as fall sports winds down, or I guess in this case heats up the all-class volleyball tournament raging on in Bozeman uh, from Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. So I'll give you an update there and also get you set for the high school football playoff slate. After tonight, we'll have our state championship matchups. I guess after tomorrow we will. Uh, after the weekend, we'll, we'll have state championship matchups for AA, B, 8-man, and 6-man uh, across the state of Montana. So we'll go through all of the semifinals matchups. We also have uh, an interview from Andrew Houghton uh, with somebody from the Seattle Kraken. We are now the official affiliates of Seattle Kraken Hockey. So Andrew has uh, an interview so we can keep learning more about uh, the newest franchise in the NHL. And uh, hopefully, 
I know most of you don't change the channel anyways, but uh, intrigue you to stay around. And uh, we're, we're doing a lot of hockey around here because it's it's grown in, in massive amounts of popularity here uh, in Western Montana. Top of the hour, free pizza plus some good times, some fun laughs. Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, joins us. And then we'll keep talking high school football. Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver, Garden City Spotlight, about 5.30. The Spartans into the Final Four of the Class AA playoffs for the fourth year in a row. Foreign territory, though. They are on the road at Helena Capital uh, tonight. So uh, I'm going to be hooked, man. I'm going to be hooked on the Twitter machine. Hashtag MT scores. Like I always say, for as much as I uh, bemoan and uh, warn against the state of uh, social media, there are some tremendous uses for it, particularly uh, hashtags for coverage on Twitter for stuff that's not anywhere else. I mean, that's the the first and best place you're going to find high school football scores is uh, is on the Twitter machine. So it uh, should be a fun Friday night. That's your uh, show outlook here on Nuanas Now. Show Outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show, ESPN MT. Uh, the app is ready for you to download on any of your smart devices. And you can also stream on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You want to call me, text me, you want to be in the mix for some pizza pie? or some Grizz hockey tickets, or you just want to add to the conversation, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. So if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call. I'm all jacked up. already had my uh, Florence coffee. In fact, I actually gave up coffee because I'm an idiot. When it gets cold, I was really uh, thinking how much I really wanted a cup of coffee. And it's not a forever thing. It's just a challenge, just seeing you know what I can do, how it makes me feel. Uh, it's actually made me feel great uh, giving up a lot of different things. But I still need a little juice in my life sometimes. So I, uh, I had some black tea earlier this afternoon, right before the show. But no matter where you're at, in Missoula or around Montana, there's a Florence Coffee kiosk near you. 15 plus now around the state of Montana. So they're they're everywhere. So swing into Floco. It is a Friday night. You can stay up late. So go enjoy some Florence Coffee uh, here on your Friday. The Grizz hockey team plays Eastern Washington, as I mentioned. And tonight, veter- being Veterans Day, they're raising money for uh, UM military and veteran services, and they're also auctioning off limited edition jerseys. University of Montana President Seth Bodner uh, has been involved in Grizz hockey and uh, certainly has been uh, showed an affinity for it. Uh, but he'll drop the puck tonight as well. He is a... Uh, former military guy uh, in the green. He was a Green Beret, uh, so certainly a very accomplished guy. And uh, thanks to him and all of the other uh, service men and women out there uh, for the for the debt you have paid uh, for keeping us here in America uh, as a free country, one of the greatest countries in the world. Uh, if you want, but a, a reminder: the uh, the stuff tonight it goes towards UM Military and Veteran Services down there from the Glacier Ice Rink. They'll be auctioning off their limited edition. Jerseys uh, following the games, and you can get one of these camo Grizz jerseys. Pretty cool. And uh, tomorrow night, the Grizz football team they play Eastern Washington at 1 p.m. Come hang out with us before the game. We'll be broadcasting from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot from 11 until 12:30. So we'll have all sorts of fun stuff down there for you. 
Uh, Pepsi Cola will be uh, passing out some drinks, and the Badlander will be serving drinks as well, and uh, maybe some Domino's Pizza down there too. So come hang out with us before the Grizz game tomorrow. And then if you want something to do tomorrow evening, 50% off to to get into Grizz hockey for anybody that has their Grizz football tickets. So you can go watch the Grizz play Eastern twice in two different sports. What an opportunity for you. Uh, lastly, I am very excited uh, about my evening plans. I'm going to go cover the uh, Grizz volleyball match against rival Montana State. So uh, that should be fun. It's not just for a trophy either because uh, certainly r- rivalry ramifications and uh, they have their, their cool new trophy that's only been around for a couple years. But also both these teams are pretty good. They're jacking for position in the Big Sky Conference. They're both uh, sitting there in the top four, top five and uh, trying to figure out their best draw that they possibly can get for the uh, Big Sky Tournament. So it uh, should be a fun one tonight down there at the Adams Center. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. All-class volleyball tournament uh, at the high school level carries on. They're in Bozeman. If you listened in yesterday, we gave you uh, the news. The East dominated in the first round of the Class AA uh, state tournament. Billings West swept Missoula Big Sky in the opening round. Bozeman Gallatin swept Missoula Hellgate. Great Falls CMR, the defending AA champs, they beat Helena High 3-1. And then Billings Senior swept Missoula Sentinel. So all four Eastern A teams gets, uh, get past the Western AA teams. And uh, then in, in the uh, evening matches, Billings West beat Bozeman Gallatin 3-1. And uh, a five-set thriller between Billings Senior and Great Falls CMR, but the Bronx come out on top. So the undefeated semi tonight includes Billings West versus Billings Senior. Uh, there it starts at 6 p.m. In the, in the uh, loser out bracket, Missoula Hellgate swept Missoula Big Sky, so 0-2 for the Big Sky Eagles. Helena High, the number one team out of the West, they bounced back after losing to CMR, and they beat Missoula Sentinel in five sets, so 0-2 for the Spartans. And uh, tough draw for for Missoula Sentinel. They got to play Billings Senior and then Helena High. Those are like two of, if not the two best teams in the state. So uh, tough draw for the Spartans. And then uh, we'll we'll track down some more scores. But Missoula Hellgate and Great Falls CMR played in loser out action, and Helena and Bozeman Gallatin played in loser out action. Uh, so we'll have more of an update on the Double A tournament for you as those scores become reported and uh, and become final in the Class A. State Volleyball Tournament. Uh, defending champ Billings Central posted a four-set victory over Polson in the first round. Haver swept Hamilton. Laurel beat Stevensville 3-1. to And Harden beat Ronan 3-0 to in a sweep for uh, Harden. And then Billings Central got past Haver last night in uh, one of the two undefeated matches. Harden beat Laurel. So you got Billings Central versus Harden in the undefeated semifinal tonight. There uh, at 6 p.m. at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. And uh, then in the loser's bracket, Polson eliminates Hamilton, so the Bronx out after two matches. And then Stevensville stays alive, and they beat Ronan. So Stevensville moves on with a sweep, and uh, the Maidens from Ronan, uh, they go 0-2 as well. In Class B, Huntley Project, always the team to beat. 
And uh, they got in to the second round by sweeping Glasgow, and then they beat Townsend 3-1 to to get to the undefeated semifinal. Shepard swept, swept Big Fork and then swept Colstrip. So Huntley Project Shepard will be your undefeated semifinal there uh, in Class B. And uh, then in the loser's bracket, Colstrip remains alive. Uh, Glasgow Big Fork, both 0-2, and, and then we'll await the uh, result of Shoto and Townsend. For the right to, for the winner to play Cole Strip, so those teams trying to play their way through the uh, the bottom half of the bracket, and then Class C, uh, all class volleyball. Bridger uh, beat Chinook in an undefeated semifinal. Manhattan Christian, the defending champions, beat Seiko Whitewater Hinsdale three to one, and so Bridger Manhattan Christian, your undefeated semifinal there in uh, in Class C. So there you go, a little prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank enriching the lives of Montanans. Since 1907. Grizz Hoops tonight, also 6 p.m. So we'll see if they can get back on track. They did not look good against Duquesne earlier uh, this week. It was actually uh, so disappointing, not because I have any dog in the fight, but but because if you expect Montana to be better this year, and I, I do expect the Grizz always to be good, and they have not been good the last two years. So... For them to get back to for them to be good, they have to be better than they have in the last two years. And I thought they would look better in their debut on uh, Wednesday and they or on Tuesday, excuse me, and they did not. But they have uh, no easier task tonight. They're playing in Cincinnati, playing at Xavier. So uh, Grizz open at sixteen and a half point dogs. Uh, Xavier's picked second in the Big East and uh, a team that has perennial tradition and uh, per- perennial. Um, Success in the NCAA tournament. I shouldn't say every year, but they're they're certainly always a contender, and so it'll be a, a tough one for the Grizz again tonight. But we'll see. Maybe they're more competitive. Maybe maybe Travis Takir gets some stuff ironed out. On a Big Sky Conference note, Northern Arizona is at Northern Colorado. Idaho State is at Weber State. These games Saturday. UC Davis is at Idaho, and Montana State is at Cal Poly. Eastern Washington head coach. Uh, Aaron Best, who brings his team to Missoula, coming up in just a, a minute. And I, I have a couple questions for you about that game, Andrew, but I want to ask you first about the UC Davis-Idaho game. I think this one's a fun one and an interesting one. And uh, as we talked about earlier this week, I didn't expect – well, I, I think that the prognosticators, as it were, would have said – this was a game with playoff ramifications before the season started, but people would have thought it was for one of the two teams in it, and that's UC Davis. And now it's a, a, a game with playoff ramifications on both sides. But Idaho uh, maybe could even play their way into a seed if they keep on winning. And with Idaho State on the horizon, you're thinking this is a pretty big game for the Vandals. But also, if UC Davis is to go on the road, get a win at the Kibbe Dome, uh, all of a sudden, don't put a fork in the Aggies yet. They might be sort of inching toward, if not sitting upon the uh, playoff bubble. Well, Colton, you said it exactly right. UC Davis this week is playing for their season, right? If they lose this game, even if That's they right. beat Sac State, I think, in the finale, they won't be getting into the playoffs. But there's there's such so much riding on this for Idaho as well. I think if Idaho wins this game, not only could they be a seed, I think they're going to be a seed. If you play, you know, they'll have Idaho State in the season finale, and we don't want to come to conclusions about any game in the Big Sky Conference. But that seems like you could at least pencil that one, pencil it in. As Especially a win for if the Charlie Raggle cuts his whole team like he said he was going to after the game last week. Right. 
<laughs> For those that didn't see the comments, go look at Andrew's Big Sky Scramble on SkylineSportsMT.com. Just click on the link of Charlie Raggle's uh, press conference transcript. I promise you, if you have three minutes to read something, you should read it. It's uh, it's it's entertaining to say the least. Anyways, carry on. It's entertaining. It's illuminating. It's enlightening. <laughs> it's interesting. It's all those things. But I think if Idaho wins these last two games to finish the season here, the Vandals would certainly be looking at a seed. They'd be have one loss against the FCS, and that would yeah. come to Sac State. They'd have three losses overall, but I don't know how much you can mark the Vandals down for two close losses to power five teams in the non-conference. Jason Eck and, the, and Idaho and Giovanni McCoy, Hayden Hatton, Favai Favai, all those guys have already made such a huge statement this season. Well, what better way to stamp that than by getting a bye in the first round and by being one of the best eight teams in the FCS? So I think they've got a lot riding on this game as well. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Fascinating because Jason Eck said on this show... I actually have so much respect for somebody that has such a reverence for the history of a place, even though they just got to the place. And oftentimes that reverence is so important to helping a place reestablish the tradition it once had. But he referenced the, uh, the first two years under Dennis Erickson. And when they had come in and sort of changed the, the narrative and the culture around Idaho and uh, how they had make it a big jump early and made the playoffs in year one and year two. And he said on the show, I think I have a team that can get there. We're thinking we can get to seven or eight wins. Well, it's interesting because they, this, this Idaho team with all the great story around it and all the great momentum that they've had during Big Sky Conference play and their lone loss, just the one at Sac State when they lost by a field goal, uh, but there's, I mean, they could just finish six, six and four as well. It's just so interesting the way that you're, or seven and four as well. Excuse me, how the narrative of your season can change just based on how you're playing at certain different times. But uh, if Idaho did get to eight and three, and they did get a playoff seed, you're right. That would be a tremendous uh, first year for Jason Eck. That would be uh, surpassing, I think, everybody's expectation. Well, so much of this year for Idaho, in my opinion, has been about the history of it, Coulter, when you look at the narrative of their season, even just, you know, vanquishing recent history, coming into Montana and winning when they haven't had a chance in that rivalry since they came back to the FCS, uh, even something like last week where they run Eastern Washington off the field after giving up 71 points to the Eagles last year, so much of that, because Idaho has that tradition and that history to draw on, so much of what goes on for the Vandals is influenced by the past, and I, you know, you're right. Jason Eck has been acknowledging it, and it's just a chance for them to write another chapter, right? If they get a seed, let's talk about the game tomorrow. Then, uh, Aaron Best and I caught up yesterday, so we'll play that for you in just a minute. Eastern Washington head coach, but the Eagles are two and seven. Uh, they have a season opening win over Tennessee State to their credit, and they also beat uh, Cal Poly. Is that right? Is that their other win? Eastern Washington's other win is against Cal Poly. Otherwise, they've had uphill sledding. And you could say, okay, they have a, a tough schedule. It's And it's true. They've had a really hard schedule. Not only did they play Oregon and Florida, but they also had their first three conference games against Montana State, Weber State, and Sac State. Well, that is really tough. But also, you're Eastern Washington, and you have been you know, a winning season 15 years in a row, and you've won Big Sky titles in half of those 15 years. You made it to the semifinals of the playoffs five different times. You've been to the national championship game twice, and you've won a national championship. Eastern has been the torchbearer. They have been the standard in the Big Sky Conference, 
and they've slipped this year. And I guess what I'm saying is Eastern used to – you're always going to play Montana State, Weber State, and Sac State. Eastern used to win those games, and now they haven't been winning those games, at least this season. All that said, though, they have a lot of, uh, shall we say, vitriol when it comes to Montana. I think this is definitely one of the most heated rivalries in the league. The Grizz have basically resorted to mocking Eastern Washington by saying they're not our rival. We're their rivals. They're not our rivals. I mean, petty, to be sure. But make no mistake, these two teams love going to battle against each other. Eastern's 2-7 and seven coming in. The Grizz have this narrative now where it's like, okay, let's get back on track. Let's get rolling again before we go to Bozeman. Maybe some stuff lies ahead of us. I, don't, I haven't heard anybody considering, though, that uh, Eastern could, could come in here and win. Is that possible? It's possible, Coulter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough to say. I don't think it's a particularly good matchup for Eastern in the way that we could see it being a little bit of a better matchup for them last year against this Montana team. I just they they obviously don't have as much juice as they did last year. Uh, they've got some talent, but I just I think it's going to be really difficult. And the the Grizz, of course, I know they don't treat Eastern as their rivals, but it really doesn't matter when you need to win this game to keep your own playoff hopes alive, right? I mean, if the no Grizz doubt. aren't up for this game and playing at the top level of their game, what does that say about Montana? So I don't think they'll be taking Eastern lightly, even though they're two and seven. Uh, no doubt about it. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Uh, it's across the sideline presented. By Vance Thompson Vision, from sideline to end zone, catch every play with your best vision. Next time you're at a game, look across the sideline. Can you see it? Like, really see it? With their world-class eye surgeons, friendly professional care, and the most advanced technology available, you can trust Vance Thompson Vision to provide you with the best possible options for your eyes. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com to learn more. Happy Friday, everybody. And that means it's a day away from game day Saturday, the last home game at the University of Montana, at least for the regular season. And they host an old rival, Eastern Washington Eagles, coming to town. We're joined now for Across the Sidelines with Coach Aaron Best, the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles. Coach, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Pretty good, Coulter. How are you? Good. First of all, I know that uh, coming into this year, you knew you had a bear of a schedule, and that has certainly played out. Uh, just tell people about the challenges, because I think that uh, you know playing those two power fives right out the gates, that is an incredibly tough task. Uh, what have been the challenges of this season so far for your team? Uh, challenges, obviously losing, you know, some of those guys that, that we leaned on for a better part of the last two or three years and, you know, really try to do that over, you know, six month span from January 22 to, to July, um, 22, as we headed into camp kind of a quote unquote uh, normal season uh, dare I say come going from spring to fall was uh, was rigorous on all uh, that played a spring and a fall season last year and, and then turn it over and uh, you know have a new quarterback have a couple of new face of receiver um, outside of Tololo and, and Andrew a couple of new running backs so we you know kind of had a facelift lift on offense tough schedule um, it's, uh, it, it's not been easy it's been challenging uh, challenging times are, are tough times, but tough times make tough people, and, and we're still learning. Uh, Forty guys on staff, we've got a bunch of new babies on staff, so we've, uh, you know, those coaches have had babies, so it's it's all it's all learning experience. These guys are 
or uh, fighting their asses off, playing hard. Uh, but uh, it hasn't just shown up in the scoreboard as much as we would have liked. And the Big Sky is better than ever. Every year, it seems like we talked about it in July at the Big Sky um, kickoff classic that uh, it's better this year than it was last year, and that's certainly true. And, and uh, you know, Tom uh, Wistersill and uh, his his staff have, have said from day one that they want to make this the best football conference in the nation. I think uh, there we're, we're certainly more than just an argument for that uh, this year. So it's uh, not only out of conference games, but also your conference slate. And uh, this year we face the, the top teams, and we always want to face the tough top teams to see where we stack up and we just have fallen a few few times short um and we're not used to that here in Cheney and, and that's unfortunate some of these guys are are facing some that we we haven't done for 15 years and that's have a losing season but doesn't make we're make us bad people or uh, bad coaches means that we're not uh we're, we're, we're we didn't you know meet or exceed the standards that we we put for ourselves so these guys are incredible players are incredible uh very resilient and uh awesome place to play uh in the last home game of the regular season for the Grizz. What are the factors in your mind? Because you've been around the Big Sky for for most of your football life. What are the factors that have gone into the, the rise of the league? You mentioned the conference administration sort of pushing the envelope, but also it seems like the rise of yeah, you still have sort of the the powers that have always been, and also the rise of new powers as well. What do you think has gone into the the rise of the Big Sky? Uh, two things in particular, uh, probably in the last eight or ten years, is is is. Our team's commitment to run the ball uh, and our and team's commitment to play defense. Uh, I, I think those things were not as consistently steady 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, more teams were throwing around the yard, and it was it was kind of a high-powered conference, if you will, offensively. And now it's kind of, you know, there, there's not four or five teams with 440 yards, 460 yards of offense uh, because those defenses are better, better coached, more talented players. Um, I, I think the later on you go in the season, the weather turns, like you got to be able to pack the rock. And I think teams are, with the new head coaches, have kind of leaned on that. Um, in the last, you know, six years since I've been a head coach, it's gone from kind of a offensive driven league to more of a defensive driven league and uh, kind of an off offensive situational league uh, where throw the ball when you need to take shots when you can uh, but uh, you know not too many times you're going to see you know six or eight years ago that two teams have played each other uh, are packing the ball 50 times a piece in a game 100 of the you know 150 plays are, are runs true runs and the quarterback's been been a, a pivotal part of uh, a lot of the team's success on the uh, on the ground uh, the last couple of years and I think that's going to continue. Aaron Best joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles. EWU makes their way to Missoula on Saturday afternoon to take on the Montana Grizzlies. I was talking to, to Mike Kramer yesterday. He came on the show, and it's been fun to have Kramer on. He's become sort of our de facto Big Sky analyst. You know, retired guy. He's got a lot of time <laughs> on his hands uh, these days. But he was saying, you know, just hearkening back to his days coaching and even playing at the University of Idaho, just how tough it is when you start out so tough. And just what that does to sort of the confidence of your team and kind of the makeup of your team as well, just in terms of getting banged up. Uh, how much do you think that influenced uh, your guys' season, just having to play not only a tough schedule, but, you know, I mean, you guys played not only Oregon and Florida, but then also Weber State and Sac State, two of the top teams in the conference right out the gates, and not to mention Montana State as well, that's in between the yeah. Oregon and Florida games. So, I mean, how much does that impact the, the uh, sort of the mentality of a team? Well, I think it impacts 
eat as much as you allow it to. Um, I, I think with a kind of, I wouldn't say a new roster, but I, I think some, some, some stars we had last year were not available. I think, I think it plays more those years than maybe some, some other years. If you have those guys uh, around that have you know, started three and four years at, you know, specific positions, it, it always confidence is a big thing, you know, and uh, when you don't start out, I mean, it's a results driven business. And sometimes you think you're better than you are uh, just because you're winning. And, and sometimes that can be a good thing. And sometimes you don't give yourself enough credit when you're not winning, uh, which can be also uh, a devastating or a bad thing. So I do think building that the, the schedule does help, uh, but I think it, it can help more in times where maybe you're turning over a few new guys, uh, build that confidence, but schedules are built four or five years in advance sometimes. So it's, it's kind of, uh, you, you're not doing it a week before, uh, knowing what you have going into, going into September. So it certainly can build confidence, but sometimes, uh, sometimes it, it, it does build as much confidence as you want. Uh, we've always had usually a tough non-conference slate, no matter who it is this year, just happened to be, you know, at Autzen and, uh, you know, in Gainesville. And so um, it is what it is. We're excited about it in February. Um, I don't want to stay away from the, 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 well, we played them now. Now we are not as excited because we we're excited in February. Um, it was still going to be challenging. And then the big sky to boot is, is proven it's metal and it's, it's as tough as it was going to be, maybe even tougher with the teams at the top of this league. And uh, it's, uh, you got to bring your A game every week. And we just haven't been playing A game, A game ball. And if you don't do that in this league now, uh, 10 years ago, you might have got away with some of those non A game games. Uh, but this, this, uh, this, league the last three or four years if you're not playing a game um, you're going to get walked out of the building Eric Bastius from Washington head coach here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app it's across the sidelines presented by Vance Thompson Vision Vance Thompson Vision helping you see across the sideline all season long let's talk about this matchup then on Saturday coach uh, Montana uh, hit a skid there in October but they got back on track in a big way by routing Cal Poly last week uh, what do you see in this year's Grizzlies as you put on the film well, I, I think I think it's similar to what they've had in the past. They got a very very um, physical team, very football IQ driven team, uh, well coached team, uh, team that relies on special teams to be that that uh, uh, third player. If one of the uh, sides of the ball isn't uh, what Coach Houck intended to be that game, and so they're 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 out to win the special teams, and, and if they can win one of the other two sides of the ball, then two out of three usually gets done. Uh, their team that leans on the run uh, doesn't put their their quarterback in. in in bad situations, that's not the way Coach Howe wants it. Uh, they're not going to spread out a ton. They'll take their shots uh, occasionally. Uh, they're trying to find kind of who their guy is behind the offensive line. It's been that way the last couple of years with injuries, it looks like, trying to kind of plug and play with some running backs. And uh, obviously they, they did what they did last week in the snow, you know, putting up 50-plus, shutting the team out. It, it's tough to shut anybody out. Um at, at any level, so their defense is stout. Uh, they're, they're they're not going to sit back. They're not going to drop eight. They're not going to rush three. It's going to be rush five, rush six, play zone, play man. Uh, they're going to mix it up, and their intention is to be physical, whether it's on a running back, on a tight end, on a wide receiver, or even on a quarterback. So um, they want to instill their their uh, brand of football in their home stadium, and uh, they're kind of back to doing that the last uh, last week after kind of three weeks of, of battling some some. Pretty pretty tough teams. A lot of the same teams that we faced. That, that uh, we know how tough they are. So uh, Coach House not going to stray away too much from his uh, blueprint of run the ball, playing defense, and playing field position. And so it's shown uh, all all season. And uh, they played really really well in pockets. Uh, the ball hasn't bounced their way as much as they anticipated. But uh, they're 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 playing for their playoff lives. And so they're they're going to be hungry. Uh, they're playing at home, and they got a big one next week. So if uh, if we can if we can make make things miserable for them, uh, we anticipate to do that. Uh, because it's always a fun game no matter what, what the records are, what time of the season it is.
When it comes to Montana's defense, they send so much pressure, but you guys have proven, especially these last couple years, that, and particularly that had to do with a lot, the, the quarterback that you had at Eastern, at Eastern mm-hmm. Washington, Eric Berrier. But if a guy can stand in there and sort of take the heat and, and uh, you know, stare down the barrel, so to speak, and make the throws, there is some, some room to work there in the middle of the field, up the seam, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, how big of a point of emphasis is that this year? How do you like about the, or this week, excuse me, and how do you like how uh, your offense matches up against that Grizz defense? Well, I think it's it's less about how we match up; it's more about how we identify. You know, are are, are the running backs in tune with the the offensive line and pass situations? Um, are the tight ends in tune with the offensive tackles and pass situations? Is the quarterback going to get the ball out? You know, are the quarterbacks running the routes to the right depth or making the tough catch? Because there there are pockets, there are holes when you bring pressure. Um, it's just a matter of there's going to be eight or ten times in that game where it's going to be instrumental that, that we protect enough to get the ball off. Um, sometimes we're going to you know not need to three step; we're going to have to five step to get the ball ball off and therein lies the protection it's it's a consummate team game is the game of football because you're relying on so many other bodies uh to be able to have uh team production so uh, they they don't do anything too exotic they they tell you what they're going to do uh but they do it better than anybody even though you know what they're going to do and so staying on blocks is key um and i know it sounds fundamental and basic uh but usually their engine runs longer than the guys blocking them uh so it says the first nine games and that's the way it's always been uh they just play harder play longer play more physical than usually the guys that they're going up against and so it's a combination of IDN um and then physically obviously staying locked locked on your uh responsibility and then obviously the quarterback uh trusting those receivers and receivers getting these releases and and, and making tough plays and there's not going to be a lot of open throws um so we got to be precise in, in the pass game but we also can't get away from the run uh because the run is a quarterback's best friend it, it allows um, there to be less responsibility put on his shoulders to be able to move the sticks in different ways Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head coach, the Eagles in Missoula on Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. kickoff from Washington Grizzly Stadium. Coach, always enjoy our chats. Uh, thanks so much for being here, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. What's up? I'm laughing. I'm giggling because I'm looking at Twitter. First of all, Twitter is just always hilarious, even if it's uh, depressing sometimes. It's still so funny. Uh, Mattress Mac, for those that have heard of him, he's the uh, founder of Gallery Furniture, but he's also widely known as the world's most, uh, how do we say, ambitious and perhaps uh, prominent sports gambler. Uh, He won... So much money, $75 million off of the Houston Astros in the World Series. The largest single payout in the history of 
uh, sports gambling. And uh, the, the video I'm giggling at is a video of Mattress Mac taking $10 million in cash off of an airplane in a wheelbarrow and wheeling, wheelbarrowing it through <laughs> the uh, the airport parking lot. In fact, actually, maybe he's loading it onto the jet uh, so he can go on vacation with his $10 million in cash. I can't even imagine. Life's long. Goals. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, SWX not rolling today, so if you do want to watch us, I don't know why that's a better option than listening, but if you do want to listen or watch, uh, use the ESPN MT app, or you can always stream on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And uh, we appreciate you being here. High school football playoffs get underway tonight. So here's a look at your matchups. <laughs> we, got a, we got a little four-wheeling going on out there or what, Andrew? I saw something good downtown. And for those that have been driving around today, you know that uh, the roads are getting a little better, but the, the snow is stacked up in the middle, like in the medians, right outside of Jimmy John's downtown. It looked like the Jimmy John's driver had tried to go across the median, like across the, the middle line, basically, and it's become a median of snow, and he got high-centered. <laughs> so he's having to get uh, pulled out. Are we got, Do we have an incident uh, outside our uh, office here? Looks like a poor gentleman across the street oh, is man. yeah trying to get his car out of its parking space. You know, the plows come along, and they push oh, up yeah. that wall, and knocks you in there, so he's going back and forth, back and forth. Man, we might have to go give him a push here. We'll see. <laughs> Regardless, hopefully everybody made it to their destinations when it comes to the high school football playoffs. Two games tonight and then a whole slate of games tomorrow. And uh, by the end of this weekend, we will have state championship matchups in AA, AB, eight-man, and six-man across the state of Montana. Your AA matchups tonight include... Missoula Sentinel at Helena Capital. We'll talk more about that game in about an hour. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, will join us. But it's the it's the team to beat versus the team that uh, seems like the team of destiny. Uh, the Spartans are still the two-time defending state champs. The Helena Capital Bruins, sounds like our uh, fine friend, our fine neighbor got out of his deal. I was only acknowledging because I didn't know if you guys could hear him <laughs> revving his engine on the uh, on the radio. But settle the two-time defending state champs. Capital, the undefeated top seed in the playoffs. So this is a huge game. We basically have de facto Western AA championship and Eastern AA championship because you got the, the two best teams from the West, at least the two teams that advance the farthest in Capital and Sentinel playing tonight in Helena. And then you got Bozeman High playing Bozeman Gallatin there. In Bozeman, Van Winkle Stadium, the home fields for both the schools there. Uh, so that'll be a fun one as well. And uh, we'll talk more about that Sentinel Capital game here coming up. Class A, Hamilton riding a now 21-game winning streak. The Bronx uh, are the defending Class A state champs, and they are undefeated uh, through this season as well. Into the semifinals for the sixth time in a row. Building Central is at Hamilton. So that should be a great one. Contrasting styles for sure. Hamilton likes to spread you out, although uh, the Bowder kid has had a great year running the ball as well. And they've proved they could be diverse. I mean, they won the state championship last year by pounding the rock. So Hamilton has proved they can do it in a lot of different ways. But Building Central is still running that option that has given them so much success over the years. And uh, so that'll be a good one there in Hamilton. And then it should be a good one as well. 
in Lewistown. Polson at Lewistown. Uh, the Fergus County Golden Eagles are undefeated, and so are the Polson Pirates. So one team is going to have their first and last loss of the season tonight. That's a bummer. But great years for every single one of these teams to get to this point. I mean, if this, you know, if you get this, it's it's sort of a dichotomy, right? Because if you get this far, on one hand, you're playing with house money. Nobody can tell you you did anything but had an unbelievably successful season. So you got nothing to lose. On the other hand, if you make it to the Final Four and you don't win at all, you're heartbroken because you knew you were right there. So it, it will be a uh, a weekend filled with emotion for these high school football teams. Class B. The uh, Florence Carlton Falcons are back at home, and they are uh, the defending state champs. And the way the brackets played out, now the team that ended their 15-game winning streak, stemming all the way from last year into the midpoint of this year, Jefferson County, the Panthers come to town for a semifinal matchup and an opportunity to go back to the state championship game. And they'll play the winner of Big Fork, who's the top seed, undefeated the Vikings are, and they'll host Missoula Loyola, the upstart uh, in this bracket, Loyola Sentinel, the two Missoula teams we have left, we'll have more on our Garden City Spotlight a little bit later on this uh, afternoon, uh, this evening, into the evening, 530. Uh, Dane Oliver will join us from Missoula Sentinel as part of our Garden City Spotlight. But on the note of the Rams, we'll do a little Garden City Spotlight action here as well. It's important to keep the greasy, gunky mud and road materials off your undercarriage Keep your car clean above and below with the amazing wash bays at Happy Days Car Wash. Plus, Happy Days Car Wash has 14 free vacuum stations on Brooks next to Pizza Hut. Clean car, happy car. More uh, Garden City Spotlight stuff coming up. In Class uh, C and the 8-man, you got Belt at Culbertson. That'll be a really good game. Belt has been dominant. They ripped Flint Creek last week. Uh, An impressive result. I did not expect that, Uh, but Belt looks like one of at least the teams to beat. And then uh, Mission High School, that's St. Ignatius. Uh, they will play at Fairview. So we'll have an eight-man championship a little later on uh, after tomorrow afternoon as well. Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Grizz hockey tickets, free beer, and some Seattle Kraken. That's next. Keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Happy Friday. About, oh, I don't know, 25 minutes from now, we'll be giving you an opportunity to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza Friday Pie Day. Front Street Pizza, located there right below Rome Student Housing, across the street from the old public library, just up the block from a new public library. They made it easy for you. It's on Front Street. You can't go wrong. You'll be able to find it uh, pretty darn quick. We will have a free pizza from Front Street Pizza for you here about five, uh, right at the top of the hour, actually, because I forget. We have a, a, a heavy dose of Carolyn, the Chicka Doesn't Know Sports, 
And uh, we're bringing it to you in one single serving here at uh, the top of the hour at 5 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. Right now, we have four tickets to Grizz Hockey. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio. We're back on SWX Montana Television, and uh, we're always rolling on the ESPN MT app. So thanks for tuning in with us. Little Seattle Kraken uh, action here in, in just a minute. But first, you want four tickets to Grizz Hockey, Saturday night, 7.30 puck drop from the Glacier Ice Rink. How about a pitcher of beer from Katie O'Keefe's? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call our number four. We got four tickets. You're going to pick them up at Katie O'Keefe's, drink a pitcher of beer, walk over to the Glacier Ice Rink just a couple blocks away, have yourself a wonderful Saturday night. Call right now, call number four, 406 406- 888-1029. And joining us now, a guy whose voice you've been hearing on ESPN Radio Missoula, if you've been listening to our new broadcast as the exclusive Montana affiliate of the Seattle Kraken, it's Kraken radio broadcaster, color commentary guy, Dave Tomlinson. Like I said, you've been hearing Dave on the radio if you've been listening to our Seattle Kraken broadcast alongside Everett Fitzhugh and Mike Benton back in the studio. Dave's a guy with a really interesting backstory. He's a guy who's been in in the game of hockey for a long time, so I just wanted to to bring him on the air, have him introduce himself to the people of Missoula, and have him tell you a little bit more about himself. So, Dave, thank you for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for thinking about bringing me on, and it's uh, nice to be able to talk to the people of Missoula. For sure. Well, let's just start here. I mean, tell everybody a little bit about your background, I know you've played hockey for a long time. You've got a great background in the game. How did you transition from that into uh, radio? Boy, I'd have to go back to when I was younger. Um, I did uh, play hockey my entire life. It's been a fabric of my existence on, on this planet. Um, I'm from uh, North Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, my dad was actually a professional football player in the Canadian Football League before I came around. And then I got into hockey as a kid, but I always was watching Canada and, and um, listening to the color commentators. And, you know, there's a guy, an older guy back in the day called Howie Meeker. He used to be really um, excitable and uh, eccentric in the way he describes you know, the plays and the players. And, and that always stuck with me. And so through my playing days, I always thought after I got uh, through playing, I'd love to be able to comment and talk about the game of hockey, color commentator, hockey analyst, that sort of thing. So, uh, it was really in me from the very start, and uh, my hockey career took me from playing in North Vancouver to you know playing junior hockey for the British Columbia Junior Hockey League and winning a Canadian championship, and then I went to Boston University in a hockey scholarship and turned pro with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets and the Florida Panthers and wasn't playing a lot in the NHL, so I went over to Europe and played 10 years in Germany. Uh, but all the while, I kind of had that idea that once I'm uh, finished playing hockey, I'd like to get into the broadcast side of things, and I was able to do that with uh, TSN up in Canada after I finished playing hockey and uh, was the color commentator for the Vancouver Canucks for a bunch of years. And then when the Kraken came to light, I said, oh, boy, I'd love to be a part of a brand-new franchise. So it's uh, been just an excellent ride the whole way. Yeah, what an opportunity that was last year. And I talked with Everett Fitzhugh, your broadcast partner, about this too. But what was it like last year, you know, knowing that everything you did was sort of a a first in Seattle Kraken history and just having that atmosphere and that newness around the project that you guys were doing? 
Well, first off, like Everett Fitzhugh is uh, just such a great guy to work with. He just has natural energy and excitement. Uh, he's a little younger than I am, so you know he uh, brings that uh, exuberance to each and every day. And uh, myself being in the in- industry now for a while, like you know, we we did, we have a good. Um, not just on the air, but off air. We have a really good relationship. And so at the start of the season, we were both talking about what we're trying to accomplish here. And I had said to him, you know, what I think is, you know, we've got to enjoy what we're doing. Regardless of the wins and the losses, we've got to have fun. And we've got to explain a little bit about the sport to the people that are listening. So if we can do that each and every night and have some fun, you know, lay some of the, the the ground rules of the game of hockey for the people who want to get more into it. And then for the people that are lifelong hockey fans, make sure we don't alienate them. And um, we uh, tried to strike that balance through the first season. And uh, the wins and losses weren't uh, there for the Kraken, more losses than wins. But we vowed to continue to enjoy ourselves and, and make it sound like, uh, you know, you want to be along to listen to the call rather than, you know, live and die by the result. And so... This year, the Kraken are winning hockey games, and we're having even more fun. Everett told me a couple great stories about just like how enthusiastic the people and the fans were last year just to have that atmosphere and that team back in their city. Do you have any stories like that from the first year? I was blown away by this aspect of it. Um, one of the early home games, and Brandon Tanev, who, uh, you know, if you follow the Kraken pretty well, you know he's an energetic guy. He, you know, skates 100 miles an hour he likes to go hit guys and, and stir stuff up and in one of the games one of the first home games was against vancouver actually their first home opener and he was racing down the ice to go hit a guy and the crowd started cheering before the hit because they knew he was going to hit him and i thought to myself like that's the great sign of a hockey market they're not waiting until something happens they're kind of anticipating what's about to happen and uh, he got the hit and everybody cheered and uh it was part of kind of the way that he played and that's why he became so popular so early i think but when fans come to a cracking game at climate pledge arena first of all the state-of-the-art building it's it's worth the visit um when you come to the game you can actually listen on on your cracking app to their play-by-play in color of myself and everett uh, right through your phone so you can hear us watch the game and go from there but the, the crowds are so enthusiastic uh, they appreciate hard work and we've got um, you know one of the best sight lines for us broadcasters uh, up above so you know it's it's uh, really a treasure to be able to call climate pledge arena our home rank it's dave tomlinson the color commentator you've been hearing on our seattle kraken broadcasts here on espn missoula we're the exclusive montana affiliate of the seattle kraken this year we're going to bring you as many Seattle cracking games as we can tie that in with our coverage here of Grizz Hockey in Missoula. So we want to be your hockey station in Missoula and, in fact, the entire state of Montana. Dave, I want to go back just to your playing career for a little bit for for a question or two here. What was it like for you making the decision to move over to Europe to to chase that career? Well, it's interesting. Like, I I kind of really think through some of my major decisions in my life. Like I don't stumble across to something new and be like, Oh, that sounds like fun. I um, like to think about my path in life. And while I was playing hockey and in the NHL, I mean, it was, it was stressful and I wasn't playing as much as I'd liked. And I'd given myself five years to be like a regular contributor at the NHL level. And, and that wasn't happening. And so 
what I wanted to do was I wanted to be a big part of a hockey team. And so in Germany, uh, there was a couple of teams that uh, talked to my agent and asked me about playing over there. So I did a little bit of research on the the country and what the hockey's like. And I uh, just had a great spot that I landed up uh, in, in Mannheim for uh, the Adler Mannheim, which is the Mannheim Eagles. And uh, their new owner was willing to, to really put together a really good team. And so... For me, that was my NHL. Like I was over there playing top line minutes and you know, being the leading scorer and, and, and being a, a leader on our team. We won four championships my first five years, and, and that solidified it for me. Like German hockey just worked. Uh, I liked the lifestyle. I was able to travel around, and so I've you know through Europe traveled everywhere from you know Italy all the way up to Scandinavia playing hockey, and so. It opened a lot of doors that way, and the toughest thing is to give up the NHL dream, but the big part of it for me was to be the guy that was playing each and every night and contributing each and every night to the team's success, and so that was, I went over there for one year, and I ended up playing 10 years there. What was the atmosphere, the lifestyle like? Was it completely different from being over here in the States, or what was it like? Yeah, so obviously in Germany, soccer's number one. Hockey's more of a, a second-level sport, but uh, the fans are really passionate about it. And so the rink that we played in was a, a, like a bowl, you know, the sands on the sides, the, the ring of the ice is at the bottom there, and then it had a roof, but it didn't have a closed-in sides. So it was a kind of a pseudo-outdoor rink. And because we were a really good team, like the fans would come to the game two hours before and start their you know their chants and their singing and and just it was like a party and the thing was these rinks you know they'd have a whole side that's only standing there were no seats because the people like to come to the games and stand and cheer and everything else so the fans really they get into it more over there um they have their songs for certain players and, and everything else myself i'm a i'm a car guy so knowing that i could drive on the autobahn and you know, once things were going well, I said, okay, I want to drive a Porsche this year. I want an M3 this year. Like, for myself, away from the ice, uh, you know, you can speak English pretty much anywhere, but I learned the language and, and met some great friends there. So I always tell this to anybody who's, you know, playing hockey, wants to turn pro, and doesn't think they can make it to the NHL or wants to try and, and then isn't sure what to do. There is always a place to play. There will always be a place to play professionally. It's just a matter of what you're willing to, to put up with. That's awesome. Dave Tomlinson. Color commentator on the radio broadcast for the Seattle Kraken, giving us a little insight into his career. Went and played for 10 years over in Germany before transitioning into broadcasting. And, and Dave, I'll get you out of here, but uh, give everybody an update on the Kraken, maybe if they've just been catching a game here or there. How's the team been doing this year? What have you seen from the team this year? How is it different from last year, who are who are the guys to sort of keep your eye or your your ear on if you're listening on the radio? Just give me a rundown of what you're seeing out there. Sure. So last year, first year in the league for the Kraken, and uh, you know they tried to find some players that could play kind of any forward position, you know, utility guys that you can count on each and every night. And the Kraken worked hard, but they just didn't have guys that could put the puck in the net. And at the end of the day, that's what you need to do: score goals to win games. What they did in the offseason is they brought in two new players, Andre Burakovsky, who won a Stanley Cup last year with Colorado, and Oliver Bjorkstrand, who scored 30 goals or close to 30 goals with Columbus last year. And so they're part of the kind of the top line for the Kraken. The Kraken play a fast brand of hockey, but they're scoring goals this year. And, and so they're in every game. And I think that people 
you know, if they've listened to a couple of games at the end of the season last year and then this year, Matty Beneers, the 19-year-old rookie, has been unbelievably good. Like, he has been worth the price of admission. And so if you're listening to a game, you'll hear about Matty Beneers' speed. You'll hear about, you know, Burakovsky's shot. You'll hear, like, Yanni Gord, who just is a heart and soul um, worker be out there. Um, it's... It's a team this year, this is an excellent time to jump on board because they are putting the fear into other teams now that, you know, think, oh, last year they were easy to play against. We knew we were going to win. This year, it's not. And so I'm really enjoying it because I can see their general manager, Ron Francis, his idea of what he wanted to build as a hockey team that was going to be faster this year, that was going to finish off their scoring chances and was going to play better in their own end. And so far, they've done all those things. Sounds great. You can get in on the ground floor of the Seattle Kraken their exciting second year here. Listen to the games on ESPN 102.9 Missoula all year. This is Dave Tomlinson, the color commentator you'll hear on those broadcasts, joining us just to give a little introduction to himself and a little more insight into the Seattle Kraken, whose broadcasts, again, will be carrying all season right here on ESPN 102.9 Missoula. Dave, it was great getting to talk with you. I appreciate you taking the time, and thank you so much for your insight. We'd love to have you on again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, get back in touch. I'd love to be on. If people want to follow me on social media, on Twitter, I'm Hockey Dave T. And on Instagram, it's Hockey Dave in Seattle. And I'm just, I love what I do for a living. Uh, hockey's in my blood. And so I look forward to each and every game and uh, glad to have uh, Missoula on board. And hopefully everyone's getting all jacked up for Kraken games this season. There you go. He's Dave Tomlinson, color commentator for the Seattle Kraken. And uh, thanks to Dave Tomlinson of the Seattle Kraken for joining us. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Hour 1 in the books, Hour 2 coming at ya. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, plus more high school football with a heavy Missoula angle, our Garden City Spotlight as well. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know If you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.